0: The gentleman in black turned down the corridor, and Charlotte Highwood followed, stealthily of course. It wouldn't do to let anyone see. Her ears caught the subtle click of a door latch down the passage to the left, the door to Sir Vernon Parkhurst's library if her recollection served. She hesitated in an alcove, engaging herself in silent debate. In the grand scheme of English society, Charlotte was a wholly unimportant young woman, To intrude on the solitude of a Marquess, one to whom she hadn't even been introduced, was the worst sort of impertinence. But impertinence was preferable to the alternative. Another year of scandal and misery. Distant music spilled from the ballroom. The first few strains of a quadrille. If she meant to act, it must be now. Before she could talk herself out of it, Charlotte tiptoed down the corridor and put her hand on the door latch desperate mothers called for desperate measures. When she opened the door, the Marquis looked up at once. He was alone, standing behind the library desk, and he was perfect. By perfect, she didn't mean handsome, although he was handsome. High cheekbones, a square jaw, and a nose so straight God must have drawn it with a rule. But everything else about him declared perfection as well. His posture. His mien, his dark sweep of hair, the air of assured command that hovered about him, filling the room. Despite her nerves, she felt a prickle of curiosity. No man could be perfect. Everyone had flaws. If the imperfections weren't apparent on the surface, they must be hidden deep inside. Mysteries always intrigued her. Don't be alarmed, she said, closing the door behind her. I've come to save you. Save me? His low, rich voice glided over her, like fine grain leather. From? Oh, all kinds of things, inconvenience and mortification chiefly, but broken bones aren't outside the realm of possibility. He pushed a desk drawer closed. Have we been introduced? No, my lord, she belatedly remembered to curtsy. That is, I know who you are. Everyone knows who you are. Your peer's Brandon, the Marquis of Granville. When last I checked, yes. And I'm Charlotte Highwood. Of the Highwoods, you've no reason to know. Unless you read The Prattler, which you probably don't. Lord, I hope you don't. One of my sisters is the Viscountess Payne, she went on. You might have heard of her. She's fond of rocks. My mother is impossible. After a pause, he inclined his head. Charmed. She almost laughed. No reply could have sounded less sincere, charmed indeed. No doubt appalled would have been the more truthful answer, but he was too well-bred to say it. In another example of refined manners, he gestured toward the settee, inviting her to sit. Thank you, no, I must return to the ball before my absence is noted, and I don't dare wrinkle. She smoothed her palms over the skirts of her blush pink gown. I don't wish to impose, there's only one thing I came to say. She swallowed hard. I'm not the least bit interested in marrying you. His cool, unhurried gaze swept her from head to toe. You seem to be expecting me to convey a sense of relief. Well, yes, as any gentleman in your place. You see, my mother is infamous for her attempts to throw me into the paths of titled gentlemen. It's rather a topic of public ridicule. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, the desperate debutante. Oh, how she hated even pronouncing those words. They'd followed her all season like a bitter, choking cloud. During their first week in London last spring, she and Mama had been strolling through Hyde Park, enjoying the fine afternoon. Then her mother had spied the Earl of Aston riding down Rotten Row. Eager to make certain the eligible gentleman noticed her daughter, Mrs. Highwood had thrust her into his path, sending an unsuspecting Charlotte sprawling into the dirt, making the earl's gelding rear and causing no fewer than three carriages to collide. The next issue of The Prattler had featured a cartoon depicting a young woman with a remarkable resemblance to Charlotte, spilling her bosoms and baring her legs as she dove into traffic. It was labelled London's Springtime Plague, the Desperate Debutante, and that was that. She'd been declared a scandal. Worse than a scandal, a public health hazard. For the rest of the season, no gentleman dared come near her. Ah, he said, seeming to piece it together. So you're the reason Astin's been walking with a limp. It was an accident, she cringed.